We heard about that restaurant in Kingston, Ontario, getting their liquor license suspended. And maybe that'll be revoked permanently because they're not following along with vaccine certificates. In fact, they're boasting about the fact on their marquee. So they've lost their liquor license. Good luck doing business now. So with that in mind, uh, there are people that are trying to still find their ways around vaccine certificates. We had a woman who works uh, in the IT community. She works with documents talking about how um, they're easy to fake or vaccine certificates. So easy to fake that you could just do this um, very quickly in its PDF form. Apparently this morning I was reading about a story on how cyber criminals... It, they're going to take advantage. They're going to make money off anybody they can. They are offering to say, sell fake Canadian COVID-19 vaccine certificates. How big of a problem is this? Robert Falzon is head of engineering at Checkpoint Software, Canada's, uh, the Canadian office of Checkpoint Software. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Hi, thanks for having me, Kelly. So, Robert, how big of a problem is this? The idea that people are offering fake COVID-19 vaccine certificates online. I think it's a huge problem myself. Um, it obviously represents a significant risk. Uh, there's, a, there's a health component to it. I think it touches a lot of different places, uh, the cybersecurity aspect and our health aspects. So there's a lot of uh, very significant risks I see here. This first emerged in the United States. Uh, why, why in the States? I mean, are they asking for vaccine per- uh, certificates at the same uh, rate that we are here? Uh, well, maybe it's the land of opportunity, right? <laughs> I think so. It's it's possible. I think that um, you know somebody saw an opportunity to make some money. We were a little bit slower in Canada to to move towards any sort of validation uh, of our vaccine status. So as a result of that, I think we just started to see that um, that the demand wasn't there as quickly as it was in the U.S. And there are places in the U.S. where they are asking for it. Um, and I think perhaps that's why we saw an initial uptick there first. Okay, so what can we do about this? Is there anything we can do to stop these uh, people selling fake vaccination certificates? Uh, Well, there's multiple different angles, right? There's the enforcement side of it. I think um, we need to to really make sure that we are using all the tools available to us from an enforcement perspective. There's the technical side of it. Uh, As we proceed into the next phase of this, where the documents themselves will be checked against a system that will enforce some of that validation, I think we'll start to see less of this because it'll become more difficult. Um, more people will be caught, and as a result of that, there'll be you know likely some prosecution or penalty for that, which means that um, you know people will be less likely to take that risk. Right now, it seems I believe people feel the risk is low, so they're mm-hmm. willing to to take that risk in order to um, you know participate in whatever activity that they're they're looking to do that requires it. And why do they feel the risk is so low? Is it because uh, you know, we we know that people are kind of uh, businesses are left to their own devices when it comes to checking the authenticity of these vaccine certificates. Yeah, precisely. I mean, we see a lot of crossover with this issue in the cybersecurity world, right, where there's a lot of feeling that you know, this won't affect me or uh, this is not something I need to specifically worry about. It's going to affect that person first. Um, the fact is that it does affect us all. And, you know, as we as we move forward with these systems, you're going to I think we're going to see a lot of people caught up with this. Um, and not just the folks who are being, uh, you know, malicious or trying to fool the system, but even those who perhaps aren't quite sure what they're doing and are trying to find ways to comply, but are, you know, maybe challenged or confused by how to do so uh, properly. How much are these fake uh, vaccine certificates selling for? Do you know? 
I've seen uh, different rates between $50 and, and $100, depending on, you know, what's on offer. Um, oftentimes you'll, you'll see them talk about the fact that this is listed with the health agency or authority. Perhaps they're working with somebody on the inside. Um, the fact is that, you know, the, the certificates themselves that you get, uh, when you download them, for example, in Ontario from the Ontario site, uh, they're signed PDFs. Um, but, you know, people are not quite sure today how to validate those signed PDFs. So they just see something that looks valid and they go ahead and let you in. Uh, I believe it's October uh, 22nd or 23rd. The system will actually then actually start scanning that code and will be authenticating that code against a, a database that held with the, the health authority, at which time they'll note that that is in fact uh, not a, an actual code. So I don't know. Um, you know, from, from a cost perspective, I imagine they'll probably go up if there's any sort of validity to it. Right. Some of these companies that are offering to sell sake, uh, the fake vaccine certificates are actually saying that they can change the government website. So go into the software that the government has and change, uh, your status so mm-hmm. that you actually are issued, uh, a proper QR code. It's just they've, they've kind of done an inside, uh, switcheroo. They've gone into the basically the principal's office and changed the mark on the computer. So uh, they say that they can do that. But if there's really no way to prove that. So if that's the case, this could be a group of people just uh, looking uh, before the 22nd to take the opportunity to get a lot of cash from people that are willing to part with their money. This is very much like whenever there's an opportunity and whenever there's great need, uh, we saw this initially with the vaccines themselves, right? Where there was a lot of, um, uh, online scams going on about selling fake, fake, fake vaccines because there was a lot of demand and people were worried for the health of their families. So they were willing to, to put up money for these uh, fake vaccines. And in many cases, they turned out to be, um, you know, varying from either very dangerous to, mm-hmm. to deadly. The, the, the fact is the penalties for somebody entering something like that in a database go up to like $100,000 in, in actual jail time. So the risk is very great for anyone caught doing that. My, my thought here would be that it is likely uh, to the point that you made that it's probably somebody, uh, you know, looking just to make some quick dollars and then they'll disappear once, uh, once, you know, the jig is up, if you will. Okay. So on the 22nd, when we bring in the QR code to, uh, the vaccine certificate and then things go, uh, digital, virtual with regard to checking it on an app would we be okay will will this be a non-issue uh no it'll still be an issue uh there's there's and the issue is an old-fashioned one you know just like kids used to make fake ids to to get into a bar Uh, we're going to see that a resurgence in that activity here as well because you know i have personally seen uh, ads uh on online social media where individuals who are maybe uh, part of a protest group, for example, are saying, I'm, I'm willingly giving you my vaccine passport, uh, my identification, I'm going to give you my QR code, you can have it and just create your own ID. Uh, because they'll be checking the QR code, it'll say you're actually vaccinated, it'll be valid, but it's the ID that's fake. Do so we have to standardize something then? Um, you know, unless unless the actual ID or the, the certificate itself has your photograph, uh, as mm-hmm. part of the uh, database. And again, there's a lot of concern with that too, because the more information we provide, uh, if there are, is an issue or a breach of some kind, the more information is now in, you know, has been breached. So it's a delicate balance, I think, and they are trying to do their best to, to balance it as well as they can. Robert, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Have a great weekend. Thank you very, very much. Cheers. Robert Falzon is head of engineering at Checkpoint Software's Canadian office.